Good health is a crown worn by the healthy that only the ill can see. Your health really is your wealth. Join us for the next hour as we explore disease and attaining and maintaining good health. This is Dischem Medical Monday, brought to you by Dischem, pharmacists who care. Welcome to Dischem Medical Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Gerson. Thank you again for joining me on this Monday morning. Remember, you can get hold of us. If you want to call in on 0101403020 on Telegram, you can send us a message 0618951019 or you can SMS 34519. Today, our guest is Dr. Janet Kritzman. She is a dentist and was the past president of the Pediodontic Society of South Africa for over 15 years. We are going to be speaking children's teeth, something uh, that often there's a lot of confusion about. People don't know how to start, when to start. Um, what uh, can be the problems with children's teeth So for the, all of those with children and grandchildren Or if you just want to have a listen Enjoy Janet, thank you for coming on the show today Thank you Dean And thank you for allowing me to talk about What really is my passion Which is children's teeth and looking after it Okay, so let's start um, Jump right into it When do children start getting their teeth? Um, they get it Generally from about six months um, but there's a wide, ra- wide range. You can start getting it from four months and um, not even have your teeth by eight months. In fact, my son didn't have his teeth um, when he was eight months old, and I took him in to have an X-ray. To so when do, when, do you, when do you worry that if children don't have their teeth, by what age? Um, probably about um, a year. Okay, and I've seen sometimes babies born with teeth before. Is that uh, is that a weird, a weird thing? Have you ever <laughs> seen that before? You had to remove a tooth on a newborn. Um, yeah, it does happen. It's um, not a proper tooth. It just looks like a like a shell of a tooth that comes out. Okay, so when should parents start bringing their children to the dentist? Okay, the um, the American Society of um, Pediatric Dentistry says that basically by the time they get their first tooth or um, by 12 months, you should take them, uh, you take them to the dentist. That's more for, um, for the parents, for the parents to see that they are looking after their teeth right and um, just to check up that everything is going according to plan. And um, Which is the first tooth that usually comes out? The bottom two teeth. The bottom the two, two teeth. teeth yeah. Okay, and after that? In fact, um, Meghan Markle just remarked on um, on YouTube, one of the YouTube programs, that her little baby, six months, has just got his two little baby teeth. Okay. And what do baby, what do children usually go through? You always hear parents complaining, oh, my child's teething, keeping me up at night. What what happens when the, the children teeth? Um, they can be very, very irritable. They can be, um, they have swollen gums, um, crying, um, unable to is sleep. That from pa- is that from pain? Um, yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've seen just as an ENT inflammation in the general whole, the whole airway, even when they're teething, you know, it can make their nose snotty, can be drooling, they can get, you know, um, it can even look like it present like an ear infection when they're teething. Yeah, and um, they can get a slight temperature. Yeah, Although if they, get a, if, if they get a bad temperature, then you must um, start ruling out other things. Yeah, sure. No, I've, I've seen, yeah, low-grade fevers. They really are miserable. And that's just while the, the teeth are breaking um, through the mm-hmm. gums. Okay, so it's the bottom two teeth, then the then the, the top, top two, two teeth, teeth, then the two side lateral can, um, canines. Ca- canines, 
and then um, the first prim- um, first baby premolars and second baby premolars. Okay, and what's the timeline? What's the timeline of that? Um, generally, they finish teething, getting all their teeth by about two to three. Okay, fine. And uh, are any um, of those teeth predisposed to getting caries? Like, are they um, some most, more most definitely. In fact, um, baby teeth have less enamel on okay. them than um, adult teeth. So you have to actually be very careful with baby's teeth. They are more prone to caries than adult's teeth. Okay, so your baby starts getting his first tooth. What do we do to look after that tooth? Okay, so basically oral hygiene should start even before the baby gets his first tooth. From the time the baby is born, um, the mother, when she's bathing the baby, should um, take a piece of gauze and wipe the baby's mouth just so that the baby gets... um, is aware that part of cleaning one's body is cleaning one's mouth. So, um, so it's not an awkward thing or a, yeah, a then it's when, you, when it when comes time to, to start, start brushing their teeth. And then um, basically as soon as the tooth um, appears, you should take a piece of gauze and um, with a little bit of fluoride on, topical okay. fluoride, and then just wipe that, um, that tooth twice a day in the morning and in the evening, last thing before they go to sleep at night. And then um and then when they when um when they can, when they get a bit, bit older you can take a very small baby toothbrush okay. and put a piece um piece size um, amount of um fluoride toothpaste on So when it. should you start brushing the teeth? When the tooth's fully out or at a certain age? Um when the f- um, tooth fully out. Okay, and then they come. They come to you with uh, with the teeth for your first visit. Describe the first visit with the child with new teeth. Okay, so basically um, from the age of one, but I generally like to see them from the age of three years old, and that's the time that they can really um, understand what's happening, and it can be a very fun experience. In fact, if you br- bring the child regularly from when they're small. Um, a dental visit can be a very fun experience. Yeah, sure. I guess it just depends on the dentist that you go to because many people, I guess, adults are still petrified of the dentist. Maybe in old days there was not so much sympathy or friendliness. Maybe uh, local anesthetic wasn't used as as much, but uh, you would, ex- uh, you know, associate a dentist with an injection and some pliers. Oh, well, we're trying to make it as f- a fun experience as possible. I've got um, little animals hanging from my roof that... Um, and uh, we go on, uh, we go on the chair, and we go for a ride. We go up and down, and um, children love technology; they really do. So if it's shown to them in an exciting way, then they get very excited about it. In fact, my grandchildren love coming to the dentist whenever they arrive at me. It's Bobby, can, can you look at my teeth? Can you look at my teeth? And that's really ca- the kind of thing that you want. You want them to be excited. Okay, so what do you check? What do you check on the f- on that visit? Say when they three, what do you what do you look for on the teeth? You check that all the teeth are there, that um, the gums are nice and healthy. You show them how to brush their teeth, um, and that there's there's no holes basically. Okay, so what do you tell? And how do you tell them to look after their teeth at home? A, a three year old, what what should they do? What should the parents do? Okay, basically. Um, you should right in the morning after breakfast you should brush your teeth with um 
allow, allow your child to brush, brush their own teeth, but then afterwards you must brush their teeth with this small toothbrush with um, the tooth, the fluoride. Any toothpaste with fluoride? Any toothpaste with fluoride. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we're going to carry on talking about uh, teaching your children to brush their teeth at home. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Discam, pharmacists who care. Welcome back to Disco Medical Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Gerson. We're talking to Dr. Janet Gritzman about children's teeth. Remember, if you want to get in touch, if you have any questions, the studio number is 010140-3020. Telegram, you can send us a telegram on 061-895-1019, and you can SMS us on 34519. Okay, we were just speaking about a child's first visit when they come to you, and uh, you've told them at home, that um, it doesn't make what difference. I mean, we can't mention brands, or you can, but it doesn't make a difference what toothpaste what toothpaste you give the child, as long as it's got fluoride in it. Then. Yeah. Why is fluoride important? Um, fluoride, especially topical fluoride, um, strengthens the teeth, strengthens the enamel. Okay, and I mean, it's, I know they used to put uh, fluoride in uh, the water. Is that still? I mean, is important for the for the kids to have fluoride in the water. Um. It is. You don't want to have. There's some areas that have too much fluoride in the teeth, and then the teeth come out. Um, sp- get spotted, spotted or, sta- or stained. Yeah. Teeth. So you have to be careful with that. Um, when you are brushing your children's teeth, you must make sure that they spit the toothpaste out and they don't swallow it. Okay. Fine. And can you use a mouthwash instead of toothpaste, or it should be like dip the toothbrush in a mouthwash? Yeah, you can. That's fine as long as it's a fluoride mouthwash. mouthwash. Okay. So um, let's talk about now what what uh, children with holes or caries in their teeth, um, what predisposes the children to get uh, holes or caries in their teeth? Why do we get them? Okay, so basically one thing, children aren't born with um, the bacteria that causes caries in the, in the teeth. So they will catch it from their parents or their caregivers. So it's also important to make sure that the people that are looking after the child, their their teeth are prop and their mouth are properly um, properly looked after, so that they don't transmit the the bacteria. But um, also, um, sugar sugar is the main culprit, and especially at night. So it's really important that you make sure that your um, your child is not sleeping or falls asleep with a bottle of milk in the mouth. Wow, what happens when there's sugar or milk uh, left in the mouth? Um, that that um, covers the teeth, Yeah. and then you get the bacteria on the teeth, and they, um, they eat away at the teeth, and that's the beginning of caries. Now, when you have a look at a child's tooth, if they've got like white spots, white lesions on the teeth, that's the beginning of caries. At that stage, it can still be reversed. And obviously by a lot of um, keeping the teeth very clean and a lot of um, topical fluoride on the teeth. Okay, so should they brush the teeth in the morning after breakfast and at night, and before, the, they and night before, before they go to bed? What about um, babies that are being bottle-fed? Um, well, it's the same thing. Um, milk has, has got a high percentage of lactose and and even fruit juices have got a high percentage of fru- fructose, and both those, in, if remaining in the mouth, can cause can cause disease. Um, you should actually give the the baby plain water, or 
even after you know even after you give them medis- medicine baby's medicine the a syrup has, sugar, a, has yeah, a lot of sugar yeah, to make it taste so nice so basically after you give a baby medicine you should wipe their teeth with um, a gauze with fluoride or get them to drink water afterwards Okay, yeah. No, I think a lot of people don't realize that because you're giving them the medicine before they go to bed and it's probably after they've uh, brushed their teeth and that medicine to taste not for kids has sugar on it and it sits on their teeth the whole night and uh, gets, um, gets the bacteria in it. So what, what exactly is a, a carry or a, a hole in, in the teeth? Um, that is the bacteria eating away at the teeth and demineralizing the teeth. Okay, so is it when is it when the enamel has gone, or is it just when the outer layer has gone? How, what what do you define as a what do you call that? You've oh, I've got a hole in my tooth. Um, basically, it eats through the enamel, and then underneath the enamel is the dentine. Now, um, that's and in inside the tooth is the nerve of the tooth. That's the live tissue of the tooth. So um, basically, if you get um, caries into that, you can actually get an abscess. And that can be very painful. Um, if a child's got an abscess on the teeth, very often you can see like a bump, a bump in, a bump in, by the, gums. in the gums. Yeah, um, it's very important that you actually get rid of that as soon as possible, because that in the mouth can cause um, can cause the adult teeth to um, to be decayed. They can actually come out decayed if you do not control the, an abscess in the mouth. Okay, so. Um, so when, when would you, obviously you want to take them for, how many times a year should the kids come for a routine checkup? Um, I like to, them to come twice a year. Okay. Um, basically June, June holidays and December, and December holidays. holidays. Okay. And what, and, and you, you give the teeth, you, well, you check the teeth and you give them a clean? And give them a clean, um, make it a fun experience. And you do x-ray, I mean, I remember having x-rays at the dentist. Do you do x-rays on children as well? Um, if there's a necessity for it, if there's a if there's a problem that you think that there is a problem. Otherwise, what know. age do you start doing X-rays? Um, when they when they can, there is a big X-ray. There's a panelip, so yeah. if um, the child's too small or um, doesn't like the X-rays, you can take take a panelip, which will give you a broad picture of the okay. teeth. Um, otherwise. Probably from about four or five. Okay, and what do you look for on the x-ray when you see? Well, you look for decay, which will show you um, demineralization. So the the mineral part of an, an, of an x-ray will come out white, and when it's um, demineralized, then it starts as a black spot or black area. Okay, so you see, uh, when you, you just say you have a child at you and you see the, the start of a carry, what do you do for, what do you, or you, you see a start of a hole, what do you do for them? It's a good thing to clean it out and to fill it. Okay, so what what exactly is a filling? I mean, you always used to see your grandparents with the gold on their teeth or silver, and um, you don't see it so much on children. So what exactly is a filling, and how does it work? A filling is, um, well, there are two types of fillings that we use mainly today, and that is... Um, I, know, I know you get the, I mean, the the, the clear ones and the... The gold, the, the the gold or the silver, which uh, you often you often see. I remember my um, my my Boba used to have a gold filling on her false teeth, so that uh, she could show <laughs> people that they they weren't really weren't really um, 
false teeth, but I don't know, my son came back the other day and he had, you know, a white, um, you know, white colorless uh, filling. Okay, so there are two types of fillings, um, white fillings that you get. There's... Um, it slipped your mind. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> oh, we'll no, it's fine. We'll move on and come back to it. So, so but what it, what's the purpose of a filling? What does the filling actually do? Um, basically, it um, fills the hole. It um, stops the um, the bacteria getting into that area, and um, it keeps the space. Um, what's very important with baby teeth is that the importance of baby teeth, because they are going to fall out, is that you you keep the space because your first the first teeth that come out are your the main um, adult teeth that come out yeah. are your six year old molars that generally comes out at around six years old yeah. and they are behind the baby teeth so we want to keep the space so that um, there's space for the other um, adult teeth to come out. Okay, so when you when you put the filling in, is that just a barrier for further infection? Coming, will that tooth survive now? Like for, will it go on to be like a, a normal tooth? Can they function as a normal tooth, the tooth with the filling? It should. Okay. It should totally. Okay, fine. And then I heard of something called um, fissure sealants. I remember that I used to get fissure sealants, but they said, no, don't worry, don't, because I pride myself on, on that um, 35 now and I don't have uh, any filling. So, so what, what exactly is a fissure sealant? Okay, so when um, te- the teeth develop, they develop as cusps which come together. Yes. And when the cusps come together, they form um, fissures in the teeth. Now, those fissures are tiny microscopic sp- spaces, but are, um, bacteria are tiny and microscopic. So it's an, an ideal place for bacteria to settle on the teeth and start causing decay. So okay. decay will basically... Um, happen either between the teeth if the teeth aren't cleaned between the teeth or in the fissures of the okay, teeth. Okay, so you put something in there and to you protect put, the... And uh, you put a little filling on top of the teeth, not inside the teeth, that um, covers the fissures. Okay. All right, we're going to take a short ad break and we'll come back and talk about filling. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Discam, pharmacists who care. Welcome back to your Discam Medical Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Gerson. We are talking about children's teeth and pediatric dentistry with Dr. Janet Gritzman. Remember, you can get hold of us, send your messages, your SMS is 34519, Telegram 0618951019, and our studio number is 0101403020. So we're just talking about uh, fillings and uh, and children. I remember my mom telling me she used to have Nesquik every night before she used to go to bed and not brush her teeth after, so... She, I think she had a filling in every single teeth. So she made sure that when I was a child, that every night before we went to bed, even if we were sleeping, she'd come and brush, wake you up and uh, brush your teeth no matter where you were. But, and thank God it got to me where I am now, to 35 and, and uh, filling free. Okay, so um, children's fillings you put in. So why don't we see gold and silver fillings anymore? Um, it was very fashionable, but today they... Um They've got better fillings. They've got um, better materials. Yeah, better materials. Okay, so um, and and you can't see, I guess, where you have uh, when you have fillings. You can't see where they are. Well, it's generally not. Okay, you, I get. And well, I mean, the white color. I guess you'll just try and match it up uh, with well, the tooth. G- yeah, you get different shades of what we call A one, A three, B one, extra white teeth. 
Okay. Children actually have very white teeth. Okay, and um, besides uh, besides the sugar, what role does diet play in uh, in um, teeth health with with regards to children? Um, basically, it's not only sugar; it's also the carbohydrates. So the donut is much um, much worse than the the sugar, but basically, yeah, you want um, you want you to teach your child um, healthy habits. Um, one thing I do when I take my grandchildren around is I, we have like little carrot sticks and they, um, they eat the carrot sticks and they love that. That's just, um, they find that just as much fun as giving them a sweet. Or okay. And, um, let's talk now, I mean, I know we're speaking about primarily children's teeth, but we we're talking earlier about uh, taking care for, of your teeth during pregnancy. Why would it be? Why would it be different to uh, taking care of your teeth any other any other time? Okay, so there's an old wives' tale that says that you lose a tooth for every pregnancy, and within every old wives' tale, there is an element of truth, and that is because the the hormones in the body when you're pregnant cause the um, bacteria in the mouth to proliferate. So you really, really need to be extra careful when you are um, when you are pregnant that you keep your mouth as healthy as possible. Um, if you know that you are going to become pregnant, it's a very good time to visit the dentist. Can you have the X-ray? Because you probably can't have X-rays or certain medications. Maybe when you are. Okay, so there are certain medications that you can't have. Yeah, certain antibiotics and uh, um, pain the medications and the x-rays, yeah. Um, when, we, um, when I always treat a pregnant woman and we need to give her antibiotics, I will always um, phone her gynae and check what um, antibiotics she's allowed or what medication she's allowed. And obviously you, you don't want to take x-rays. But if you have to take x-rays, you have I to take x-rays and then you, you, cover, cover them with a, you cover them as much as possible. As with a, with a vest. Okay. But um, you should actually make sure that when you are pregnant, you come in for regular cleanings and um, keeping your mouth as healthy as okay. possible. Are there any other types of, of uh, patients with, um, in, or times in your life where you should be extra careful um, um, with your teeth? Also in old age. Yeah. The problem with old age is that um, you lack saliva, and saliva is um, protective. A very protective. It's a pH buffer, a and also so basically um, a lot of old people suffer with dry mouth, dry mouth yeah. and then they tend to get um, caries. So, and also their teeth are what we call lo they become long, long in, in the, the mouth yeah. yeah so their gums recede and then the dentine is exposed and the dentine is softer than the enamel and more likely to get um, caries so you actually also have to be very careful in your old age about looking after your teeth is there any way to protect uh, yourself from getting long in the, long teeth it always freaks me out when i see people and i can <laughs> see their their part of their, their, their gums are receded <laughs> and you can see their long teeth hanging because I mean, I look in, in mouths all the time. So I see, uh, I mean, when I'm doing ENT exam, I often will send the patients uh, to the dentist if I see dental problems. Um, also, again, just keeping your, your mouth and your gums as healthy as possible. How do you keep your, I know brushing your teeth keeps your, your teeth healthy. How do you keep your gums healthy? Um, you know, they, flossing is very important. Yeah, and everyone, no one probably flosses. <laughs> so basically, they, there's a, a line that says, um, you only floss the teeth that you want to keep. Okay. <laughs> well, in between the teeth you want to keep, yeah? So um, flossing is very important. Should you floss every day? 
you should floss every day. Once or twice? Once a day. Okay. So basically either in the morning after you've brushed your teeth or in the evening after you've brushed Why your teeth. Why after you brushed your teeth, not before you brushed your teeth? It doesn't make a difference. Um, I suppose it doesn't really make yeah, a difference. Yeah, I always thought that I'd, I'd floss before because I always get... Um, Cleaner. Then you, clean, then you brush afterwards because you've got sometimes junk in your mouth then or a disgusting taste from... Um, from uh, flossing your teeth, and does it make a difference what floss uh, what floss you use? Um, no, I like the thick the, the thicker floss. I think the thicker floss is the better. Well, floss. it works better. Yeah. And what about those little toothpick things with uh, floss on them? Those uh, ones that look almost like a comb. Um, very nice. Yeah. They fine. Yeah, if you if you can get them between your teeth, they ideal. Okay. Because then it brushes both sides of your teeth. Okay. And what about what about toothpicks? No. Toothpicks bad for you. <laughs> Toothpicks are very bad. Wow, for what you. do they do? Because they um, can take the infection and stick it into your gums. Okay, so they spread it. Spread infection, yeah. I imagine they can dump. Yeah, they and can you can't dump. see what you're doing. You know, it's you, you're working in your mouth, and you really can't see it, and you can't see the the um, where you're sticking the the, the point the into point. it. Yeah. Okay. What about mouthwash? I mean, we have mouthwash, and you think to yourself, okay, well now I've got floss, and I've got. Um, I've got toothpaste and I brush my teeth. What's the role of, of mouthwash? Why do we need mouthwash? Well, toothpaste is actually, if you think about it, in your mouth for a very short amount of time. Yes. So, yes, it does its job, but for a very short amount of time. Once you've um, rinsed your mouth with um, a fluoride mouth rinse, and then basically, I can't, I can't um, emphasize this enough, it has to be something with fluoride, not just with a nice will mo- taste. Will most, will most mouthwash have fluoride in them, or you should um, be specific to you look? You should check. You should check. Um, yeah, then you, um, you squish the, t- the, um, fluoride mouthwash around your mouth for about, um, 10 seconds. Yeah. And spit it out. And, and then you don't eat and drink anything after that. Okay. And you, and shouldn't, you shouldn't rinse after the mouthwash. You shouldn't rinse after the mouthwash. Okay. And then it gives a chance for the fluoride to really stay on your teeth and get absorbed onto your teeth. And what about bacteria? Does it, I mean, well, I suppose it depends which one you use. But it's, so mouthwash you're saying is more for the fluoride, not for the no, antibacterial. You don't want to use a, a mouthwash with an antibacterial on a long-term basis. Sure, if you've got an infection, you have to use yeah. it for a small amount of time. But there are bacteria in your mouth that you need. And if you use um, a bacterial mouthwash on a long-term basis, you're going to knock out those bacteria. And, that, and then you get... Um, Parasites, you know, you get. Yeah, some, I was always, dis- you know, sometimes when I see pa- patients with a thrush in their mouth, um, I describe it to them as a, a block of flats that you've got uh, good tenants and then you've got squatters. And your bacteria that you have um, is um, in your mouth are the, the good tenants. You want those to live there. And as soon as you give something that's um, an antibiotic or something that's going to kill the bacteria, knocks out your good tenants, and then the bad tenants come to stay. And that's either because they're the squatters. That's because they are like empty flats. So that's either your parasites or your um, opportunistic infections, especially candida, which is uh, oral thrush, which you can see in your mouth. And then it's a whole story to get rid of the thrush and to get your mouth back to back to um, normal health. What about all the – I remember the old um, mouthwash – Washers used to say that um, the mouthwash gets to places in your mouth where your toothbrush can't go, gets to between your teeth. Well, it does make sense. It does. It? Well, it does make sense, but uh, um, I guess. Okay. Can we talk now electric toothbrushes versus normal toothbrushes? Okay. So the main problem with toothbrushing 
is that you can actually wear away your enamel. So you actually have to be very careful without how you toothbrush. Okay. Uh, the nice thing about electric toothbrushes is that it's very hard to press too hard, and they also are very small. And then, yes. so um, you're less likely to get um, enamel erosion with an electric toothbrush. But it's not to say that you can't um, that you will get enamel er- erosion with a normal toothbrush if you brush it properly. How you have to do it is you have to put your um, toothbrush at a 45-degree angle towards the tooth so that the bristles go gently in between the gum and the tooth and the teeth and then very slow, very sl- um, slow um, circular movements so the bristles aren't actually um, brushing, they're more vibrating and you vibrate the, t- um, the dirt out of the teeth. Okay. When, once you actually, once the teeth, the dirt has become hard, it's become calcium, Calculus, you're not going to get it off with a normal toothbrush. That needs to be taken off with a dentist. So it doesn't help brushing your teeth harder because and it's that's not also destroy that also destroys your gums, right? If people brush too hard, does that? Uh, well, it destroys your teeth and it destroys your gums. Because yeah. I mean, it can push uh, push your gum tissue back or cause your gum tissues to recede. Um, Is that true or not? Not really. Okay, and uh, okay. So do you advise your patients to brush with an electric toothbrush if they can afford it? If they can afford it, yeah. Okay, and, and it also makes it more fun for children. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know. <laughs> I, I guess it does, and also it's got a t- it's got a timer on it. How long should we br- be brushing our teeth for? Well, they say two minutes. Two, two minutes. minutes. They say I don't have two minutes. I suppose I do, <laughs> but most people get bored or lazy after probably about uh, about thirty seconds. And the other thing is, you need to make sure that you brush all the parts of your teeth, the outside, the top, and the inside. Okay. A lot of people, I think, forget about that there's an inside of the teeth. Yeah. On the inside. Where's the most common area on the teeth uh, to get holes, to get caries? Is it on the inside or in between teeth? In between teeth. 60% in between in the fissures of the teeth, um, 40%. Okay. And what about on the inside, like you said, uh, that people forget? So you said the between the teeth? Well, where, where do you get a um, calculus developing? You That's generally right. get calculus developing in the front of your teeth, yeah. at, the, um, at the back of your um, bottom of your teeth. That's because um, you've got a salivary duct, the sub- yeah. sublingual and sublingual, uh, yeah. Yeah, they keep washing the back of your teeth, and that will um, cause the saliva. And then you've also got uh, by your by your molars on yeah, the outside, your parotid. And um, that's quite a thick saliva that comes out and that cuts your teeth. So that's something that you have that to make sure that you clean off. Um, okay, so um, so you would advise a pay every morning your brushing routine, floss, brush, mouthwash. That's mouthwash, the yeah. that's the order. Yeah. Okay. And then if you can after lunch, you can um, like rinse, do a mouthwash. Yeah. And then um, last thing before you go to sleep. Okay, and what about people who carry around? I've seen those chewing gums that are, are you know, um, promoted sugar. by, de- they're sugar-free and they say, oh, it's dental approved and dental association. Is it rubbish or, should, I mean, should people be chewing chewing gum or is it okay to chew the sugar-free chewing gums? Um, it's very good to chew sugar-free chewing gums. One thing it does, it causes saliva stimulation. Yeah. And um, so you get more saliva in your mouth. And also um, the xylitol well, um, is antibacterial. So it kills off the bacteria in your mouth. Very okay. good idea. And to o- okay, and also down. helps with the pH, uh, I think. Yeah. Okay, because, I mean, you never know when people are trying to sell you a, a gimmick while they're um, promoting, um, they promoting um, 
just trying to promote their their product. Like um, some people actually use um, xylitol sugar instead of normal sugar in their yeah. baking and cooking, and that's also a very good idea. It's not as sweet as normal sugar, but yes. um, it hasn't got an aftertaste. It's actually very nice. Okay, and it's also, I guess, then protective, uh, protective, okay. protective for your teeth. Okay, so um, I want to talk a little bit about um, fillings and uh, and carry and caries now. So. Um, are there any teeth split? You said that most of them are in between, 80% in between teeth, and then the rest are between the fissures. Are there any teeth in the mouth that are most predisposed to getting caries? Um, a lot of patients say to me, why? Why did that tooth get, yeah. uh, why did I get an abscess in that tooth? And I always tell them that medicine is very good at explaining how something happens, but not why something happens. Okay, so it's not why like your you molars are going to be more than your incisors or something like that. No. Okay, but I would imagine just thinking about it that are there are there um, you put fissures there fissures on your molars are there fissures on your canines and your well, incisors as well? Um, no, because there aren't generally fissures holes in the you know fissures in those teeth, so you don't need to put fissure sealers. Okay, on but there. I'm saying so that would that make those teeth less likely then to get um, fillings? Fillings. How yeah. often do you see fillings in in um, incisors or canines? Uh, see caries, or you have to do them? Is it more? It, um, probably not as much as molars, but yeah, you do. Okay. You definitely do. Okay. And, um, um, with, to go back to, um, babies. Yes. Um, if a baby sucks milk or goes to sleep with milk in its mouth, then you get what you call nursing bottle syndrome. Yes. Where it's the, the front, t- um, four, four yes. or six teeth that, um, get, um, get destroyed by caries. And that is because the the tongue goes over those teeth. Yes. And um, it kind of almost isolates the milk into that area. Yeah, and I've it becomes a proper be- breathing place. And sometimes you see children that they've got no teeth in the front. Yeah, I've seen and those before. And it's very sad. It's, yeah. it's sad and it's, it's um, horrible. I've seen those uh, black teeth and rotten teeth, especially when I was working um, in government where, um, you know, health promotion isn't as... Um, or accessible and uh, toothbrush and toothpaste aren't, uh, you know, um, they cost money and people can't afford that. Um, I've also seen with children with lip ties, sometimes the, the lip is, is very tight over the front teeth and it forms a pocket almost oh, for, yeah, so the, your sugar, your milk can get caught in that and it also makes it difficult to brush the teeth and you can get uh, caries on the front side of the, yeah, so on the, the front side of the teeth. So then the, uh, the mother must be very careful to take fluoride on a piece of gauze and to wipe those and teeth to and, make, and make sure that they're clean yeah. if you can't get a toothbrush yeah. out there. Otherwise, I'll cut the tongue tie for you. I mean, the lip, t- <laughs> the lip tie and then, uh, then, you don't uh, then, you don't, then you don't have that, um, that problem. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. Just one other thing I'd really like to discuss is bruxism. Yes, bruxism. Or is that like, gri- that's like grinding, grinding teeth. the teeth. Okay. So sometimes the children will... Um, Brux the teeth, they all grind the teeth at night, and um, often just because of they have very active and lively um, dreams, you know, they they um, is it bad for the teeth, uh, the grinding? It's well, it's not great, but it generally um, it generally disappears by the time the adult teeth come out, 
And um, it's not something that you have to worry about. Okay, because I've had, I've had um, patients coming to me before saying, my child's grinding their teeth. Can you check their tonsils and their adenoids? And sometimes if they do have big tonsils or adenoids, they can grind. But if they don't find anything, you know, I tell them, okay, go to your dentist. Yeah, and we, ge- we don't generally put a um, gum guard in, a, in children's teeth. Okay, what's the reason for that? Because their, gum, their um, jaws are developing, and you, if you put um, you a gum st- guard, you can... Um, stop that. So you have to be careful about putting a gum guard into. Okay, because I know with adults who who grind, um, first of all, can be annoying for the partner if there is one there. Second of all, it causes them uh, TMJ pain. That's the temporomandibular joint, which is the joint between your lower jaw and your face. And people often come to me with uh, ear pain, and it's not actually ear pain. It's pain in their TMJ. That uh, temporomandibular joint because they've been grinding at night and then the dentist will make them a bite plate and that bite plate will kind of stop them from biting. But you say in children we shouldn't be using those bite plates. You shouldn't be using those. And this is for a very short period of time. But I'll do it very, very carefully. Okay. Um, can I ask you about wisdom teeth? Yes. Okay. So, what, um, I mean, you always hear people, it's one, probably one of the most common maxillofacial or dental operations. Um, okay, we're going to take. A, we'll take a short uh, ad break, and afterwards we'll talk with them. This is Medical Monday, brought to you with compliments of Discam, pharmacists who care. Welcome back to Discam Medical Monday on one hundred one point nine High FM. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Gerson. Uh, we're interviewing Dr. Janet Gritzman about uh, children's teeth and uh, uh, dental care uh, in general. You can SMS us on 34519. You can telegram us on 0618951019. Or you can phone in on 0101403020. We just started talking about wisdom teeth. When do you start seeing wisdom teeth in, uh, do you see them in children? Well, wisdom teeth basically come out um, anytime from 16 to 24. There's also, like everything, a very wide um, range of times. Um, the problem is that um, if they're coming out straight into the mouth, then that's fine. Then it's just teething when you, you're an adult. Okay. And um, you can see how um, strong um, children are. That um, how much how much pain they can take when you see how. Um, is it painful? <laughs> is it painful? I don't remember mine coming out, but is it painful when you teeth your when you your wisdom teeth? teeth yeah, and especially um, during exam time, we see a lot of people. Um, like when they're writing their matric exams and they start getting um, pain in their wisdom teeth when the wisdom teeth are coming out and there's really not, nothing except like pain control that you can do. If they're coming out straight in the mouth, it's really not necessary okay, so to take them out. Okay, so when, uh, so if there's enough uh, space Basically. and they're coming out straight, that's fine. So when would you t- consider taking out wisdom teeth? When they're coming out at an angle and when they're pushing um, against the other teeth because then they can cause um, the... The and the teeth um, to become um, skew. Okay. Front teeth. What does it mean if skew. What does it mean if the wisdom teeth are impacted? Well, that means that they are growing at an angle and that they can't come out straight, and then they're growing into the um, into the molar. Into okay, the so they'll push the molar, molar and then therefore push all the other teeth, teeth in the mouth. Yeah. So when do dentists take out wisdom teeth, or do maxillofacial surgeons, or when 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 would you send a patient to have their wisdom teeth out by um, a maxillofacial surgeon? Well, basically, it depends on how proficient the dentist feels that he um, that he is. If he if he feels he's proficient enough to take out um, wisdom teeth, then he can take them out. Otherwise, you would send it to a maxillofacial. Is it painful? 
Um, if you have to cut the teeth out of the gums, yes. Okay. What you so, sometimes um, if they're very impacted, you would do it under general anaesthetic. Okay. What's the pa- what's the pain from when you is it from the actual cutting of the gums or cutting the bone? Cutting the cutting the gums and cutting the bone. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the nerves exposed sometimes, and I think that's uh, really painful. It's probably one of the most common uh, cases we see with regards to. Maxillofacial and dental surgery um, in theatre. Okay, um, something else that people always talk about is uh, root canal. What actually is the root canal, and what does it mean if you're having a root canal treatment? Okay, so basically, um, the tooth has an outer layer of enamel, yeah. and then underneath the lam- enamel, the um, skeleton of the tooth is um, dentine, and in the middle of the tooth is the live tissue of the tooth. We call it the nerve because um, that's when that gets invaded by bacteria, when you get a hole in it. That's what becomes very sore. Okay. And basically what an abscess is, is if you get decay into that area, right, it's your body fighting the, the bacteria cells. So, so you have a, basically have a little war in, the, in your mouth. Okay, so when the, when the carry gets bad enough that it, you know, it passes now through the um, enamel through the dentine and it gets down to the, the nerve and then goes into the root of the tooth. And that's mm-hmm. where you said the blood vessels and the nerves are inside the tooth. Yeah, so then it causes the um, death of that um, live tissue. Yes. And then you can get an infection. That's when you get an abscess and that's when you get dental pain and it can be very, very, very sore. Okay, so what do you do for that? If you catch it early, what do you... Well, if you catch it before it gets into the nerve... Then that's then just a normal filling. 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 Yeah. Okay. But if um, if it's basically gone into your nerve, then you have to have a root canal treatment. Okay, so what is a root canal? The root canal treatment is when you um, clean out the soft tissue. Now, if you see pictures of it, it's generally a nice um, smooth wall, but it's yes. in... And in fact, it's not a smooth wall. There are a lot of um, ridges, or ridges or bumps. So you have to... Um, the, root, the root treatment is you have special um, files or drills that will smooth that canal out and that you'll get rid of all the um, bacteria and the, the dead tissue. And then what do you fill the tooth with? You fill it with what we call GP points, um, gutta percha, which is a bacteriostatic um, radiolucent material that will fit in there and um, keep it closed. And does it does it uh, matter now that the tooths? Do you do it in all four? How many? Sorry, excuse me. How many roots do each teeth do the molars have? Um, the molars generally have three roots, but very often they have um, they have more than that. Okay, and two ca- um, two or two um, two or four th- or three. Th- the premolars will have um, two roots. Yeah. And the um, canines and the incisors will just have one root. One root. And can you do root canal on those or not? Yeah, you on can the do root on all, on all teeth. Okay. And does, is it not, does that tooth now is cut off, you've taken out the living tissue, so you've taken out the nerve and the blood supply of that tooth. Can that tooth carry on living normally without um, that? You have to be very careful because once you take out the nerve of the tooth, first of all, you have... Um, You've you've weakened the inside of the tooth, okay, because you've taken a, out a lot of tissue on, on the inside of the tooth. But also you, you've taken out the nerve, so you don't really feel how hard you're biting on that tooth. And the, the body doesn't um, recognize that. It doesn't know, well, that tooth has no longer got a nerve. It tries to bite harder on that tooth so that it gets the same sensation. 
And that's very often why people break s- teeth. Pe- people break teeth, and that's why you always tell the person that's had a root treatment it's best to crown your teeth because otherwise you can crack it. Sorry, what is a crown? A crown is a um, a cap for another word for it. A crown is a cap for a tooth. It's a um, it's a restoration that goes over the whole tooth and protects the tooth. And what is it? What is it made out of? What's a crown made out of? Um, before we used to make it out of um, metal and put and put porcelain attached to the metal, so you ha- would have a, a metal and ceramic overlay, right? But today um, the materials have got so good that you can have pure porcelain crowns, which are much more translucent and much better looking. And can, uh, so you can have a, a root canal; they fill up the root, and then you put a, do you always put a crown over. You should. You should. Okay. You should. So, sometimes for. Um, for economic reasons, mainly, mainly people won't. But then you're taking a chance. Okay, so why why don't you just pull the tooth out? Why do why why pull the root? <laughs> well, it's always best to have your own tooth, right? Okay, and do they work? Do I mean root canals are they successful? In probably if it's if it's a good root, root treatment, in ninety five percent of the time they work. Um, if you take out a tooth, well, today we have implants. And implants have become very big, and um, basically there's always a toss-up of do you take out the tooth or you do, you, um, do a root canal. root canal. And basically it will depend on the person. And, and the if there's a tooth with, with, uh, three, root, with uh, three roots, will you do the canal on all those three roots, or do you do it on the only one that's infected? No, you have to do it on all the three roots. Sometimes uh, one root will be dead, but the other two roots will be alive, and that's where you get the pain because the nerve's um, still alive there. The nerve's still alive there, yeah. But then, would you do the canal, the root canal on those two? Yeah, nerves? you would have to do it on all of the. Okay, and is it painful a root canal treatment? Um, no, we have um, local anaesthetic. You have uh, have proper pain. It's a long procedure. It's not a comfortable. No dent- dentists. Procedures are comfortable. But yeah, it's well, a you're sitting there with your mouth with your mouth open, I guess, <laughs> but, and then um, trying to but, but generally, not to swallow a choke on the water or secretions. But generally, um, yeah, you should be able to anesthetize that tooth. And um, some some dentists have also nitrous oxide, and that's also. And what do you give? Do you need to give them painkillers pain post-op for a, a root canal? It's always a good idea. I mean, there generally is inflammation around the the nerve. The, the tooth and that world. Uh. Okay, great. We're going to take our final uh, ad break and then we'll come back and uh, sum up with uh, Dr. Jennifer. This is Medical Monday brought to you with compliments of Discam, pharmacists who care. Welcome back to your final few minutes of Discam Medical Monday. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Gerson. We're talking to Dr. Jenna Kritzman. She is a dentist, and she was the head of the Pediodontic Society of South Africa for 15 years. We've been talking about children's teeth, but we moved on to adults' teeth. We've been talking about all things fillings. We've been talking about um, root canals. We've been talking about wisdom teeth. So, what do you, uh, Dr. Christmas, what do you want to leave our listeners with? What uh, What would you tell them to take out of this show? Okay. Well, you know, the World Health Organization said that um, tooth decay and tooth disease was the most prominent disease in the world. But the good news is that it's totally preventable. 
and with good oral hygiene and good looking after your teeth, you you can actually be 35 and not have any fillings. <laughs> yeah, and today that is um, t- totally a, a totally reasonable and achievable goal. And um, yeah, I think th- um, look after your teeth, look after especially look to, look after your children's teeth. And um, let's have a healthy, wonderful, happy childhood and lots of smiles. Yeah, uh, we know that uh, there's no pain like uh, dental pain. And uh, being in the ENT profession, I've often seen those complications of um, of uh, teeth abscesses. It might not just be a cosmetic um, um, complication that it doesn't look so nice or you have a hole in your tooth, but really those abscesses or infections can spread beyond the teeth into the gums and then further into into the neck and you know we've seen people requiring major surgery from something that uh, something small which starts off as like a small little dental dental carry so remember that um what we were saying to brush your teeth twice a day floss your teeth once a day and use a mouthwash ideally three times a day after you've brushed your teeth don't rinse afterwards use it if you can after lunch and again before Going to bed at night, and um, and we just want to say thank you to our guest Janet Gritzman, Dr. Janet Gritzman, who's been speaking to us for the past hour about children's teeth and teeth health in general. Thank you for, again for joining us on uh, Discam Medical Monday, one hundred one point nine High FM. I'm Dr. Dean Gerson. We will see you next week. <laughs>